0: Hey y'all, it's Dally Thomas with Red Dirt Merch. Today we've got Texas country singer and songwriter Buster Bledsoe.
1: like this before Let's light all the fires Let's get out of this place It's never felt like this before Let's do something crazy Baby, what do you say? Hey, how's it going, Buster? Hey, I'm good.
0: How are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Hey, so for those listeners who haven't heard of you, could you tell us a little about yourself and how you got started in the Texas country music scene? Yeah,
2: I... Uh... Actually, I've been in Amarillo my entire life. And uh, uh, I mean, like everybody else, I'm a huge George Strait fan growing up. And I started singing probably when I was around 14 or 15, somewhere around there. But I actually didn't pick up a guitar until I was like, I don't know, 25 or 26, unfortunately. And, uh, and I got the opportunity to go out to Nashville to do a showcase type of deal which is where you get to sing and visit with songwriters and producers and vocal coaches and all that. And uh, when I told everybody where I was from, they were like, wow, you just, you probably need to stay put where you're at because the music scene in Texas is way, way more, uh, not necessarily easy, but you could could do more without having to go through all the hassles of being I guess, in the Nashville scene, because the way they put it, there's a million people there all trying to do one thing, and basically you get lost in the shuffle, so I think that's kind of where we're fortunate out in this part of the world, is we can kind of carve our own niche out or whatever, and and the people around this area are awesome about uh, supporting local music, and so after I got done with the Nashville thing, I came home, and a buddy of mine started teaching me guitar, and we started working on some stuff, and then it just kind of went from there.
0: That's cool, man. Uh, how do you said that you got started? You know, listening to George Strait and kind of singing more of his songs, right? Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, anybody that knows me or has listened to the band or even me acoustically knows I'm a basically a, what you call a George Strait junkie. I love I love his style and. How he's kind of been able to be himself uh, since he's uh, been singing, and he's never had to change what he does or anything like that. He, uh, most people will talk about how he didn't write his own music, and for the longest time, he really didn't. He wrote his early stuff and then stopped. But I mean, heck, when you're, I guess when you're George Strait, and people write that good songs for you. Why, why waste it? <laughs> why, why do it? You know?
0: Right. So, uh, other than George Strait, who would who else would you say would be some of your inspirations?
2: Uh, growing up, I listened to uh, like Steve Earle and Merle Haggard, Bob Wills. I love Texas swing music. I love the Bob Wheel sound, with the fiddle and the steel, and uh, and uh, I mean, I love Clay Walker. I love '90s country, like Clay Walker. Ty England and all those guys, what they called the Haddacks of the time, but uh, but they all still incorporated the fiddle and the steel and a lot of their music, and and uh, that's just kind of the sound that I grew up on. It's a sound I still love to this day, and uh, and so that's that's kind of where my influence lies.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, uh, you were voted Best of Amarillo Male Vocalist of 2017. And your band was voted best of Amarillo local country band in 2010, and you also released an album "Don't Stop" in 2011. How would you uh, describe your experience so far in the music scene? Uh, I've been,
2: like I said, this area has been awesome to me. We've only released one album. Uh, Reason behind that: I, I do not, I don't like recording. I It's something I need to do and I think when an email exchange between you and I, I I told you, here's some songs off of the C D and it's first time I was ever in a studio and I just I just don't like that setting. I like being live, I like being in front of an audience. I like the exchange and the uh, that you get from an audience and you just don't have that feel in a studio. So I've only released one of those but uh but around here, I mean I'm I'm beyond blessed uh more than what I deserve for sure with the people that keep coming out and following us and listening to us and and uh, even when we travel out of town we we get we get to go up into Kansas and Oklahoma quite a bit and play out there and it's like every time we go we meet somebody new that's like man we need to have y'all up here more and we'll we're able to get out and travel and and at this point you know we're we're able to book when we like and and we get to play where we want, and uh, we 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 usually have a good turnout. And like I said, we're we're just super thankful for people in this area that have continued to support us.
0: That's awesome, man! I testify to that. You know, everyone up here in Amarillo, we love you, man, and uh, your sound that you bring and the uh, George Strait twang that you always have with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky that nobody's got super tired of that. I know I catch some flack from from uh, some people about, oh, he just wants to be George Strait. And I'm like, well,
0: heck yeah. Who, who doesn't want to be George yeah, Strait? Yeah, who doesn't want to be George Strait? <laughs> so uh, you've been putting on some open acoustic jams every week uh, during this quarantine. How's that been? Uh,
2: yeah there for a while i was doing it on facebook and i would i would kind of just open it up and and there's some acoustic shows on facebook because we couldn't get out and play anywhere and that was actually way more fun than i expected and and what what i found that was what i noticed after kind of sitting back and reflecting on it was during those facebook shows i actually talk a ton (laughs) like uh, i would ever i have a there's a group of people on there that are good friends and they'd give me a hard time but uh i noticed that i would talk a lot on that deal and and if you see us live i don't talk a whole lot from the stage or anything i just i I love to get up there and i love to play and i I like to just roll song after song after song because i feel that's what I feel that's what people are there to see you know they want to see they want to listen they want to dance they want to have good time they don't want to hear me stand up there and talk so I just try to get as many songs in uh in a set or in a show as I can but on the Facebook thing I guess since the setting's different and uh, you're just kind of there by yourself uh it's easy to get wrapped up and trying to Answer what the people are saying on their comments and whatnot, and and that was fun. I, I really enjoyed doing that, and uh, I'll have to. I, I, right now, I'm, I haven't been able to do it because a couple places opened up, and uh, I do a an open mic every Thursday here in Amarillo at Wild Bill's, and that kind of takes took up my Thursdays and my Fridays. I spend with my son. He races some outlaw go karts, and. Uh, and on Saturday, we're still trying to play full band if and when the opportunity arises. But uh, yeah, I definitely will have to do some more of that Facebook Live uh, acoustic show in the future, because that, that was a nice change of pace, and it was different. And I feel I feel like you kind of get to connect with people a little bit more, because you can actually, I can talk to their comments, I guess, is a good way to put it.
0: No, for sure, man. And it's like, like you said, yeah... Whenever you're playing live at a venue or something, people like to get out and dance and stuff. But whenever you're playing on Facebook, social media stuff like that, it's like people are getting a uh, behind-the-scenes kind of look with you and uh, get to talk to you and get to know you a little better. Like I like I've said uh, to some artists too. Uh, you know, it's it's hard during this quarantine and everything. A lot of artists aren't getting gigs, but I saw it as a a positive that, uh, you know, if you're getting out there on social media and stuff and performing, you can, uh, you know, expand your audience so much more.
2: Definitely, because uh, anybody can check in and and watch you regardless of where they're at instead of being secluded to that one area and, and those couple hundred people, the only ones see. So, yeah, that used to be yeah, that whole Facebook Live thing, that's that's a genius idea hats off to whoever
0: figured that thing out right it's like now I can't go see Buster Blitzo on MRL today I'm in Kansas oh wait I can get on Facebook
2: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> what's been the most difficult part of your career as an independent Texas country artist so far
2: uh, pro- man it's a toss-up between either time management I think would be the most difficult trying to get everything in as far as the music side goes as far as learning songs and trying to write songs and trying to book and uh getting all that done and being timely with it and keeping it all straight and then also trying to work in you know your your family time as far as uh keeping up with the kiddo and going and making sure he's able to do all the things that he wants to do growing up, you know, just as my parents did for me. And, uh, so finding the the balance and then, and then just getting to hang out with your friends and your family or your girlfriend. I mean, it, it, it definitely can pull you in six different ways. And, and you definitely have to be able to figure out the, The balance and all that and that's even I mean today that's (laughs) that's still something I I do tend to struggle with I can get real tunnel vision when it comes to booking and playing and and then forget you know I haven't hung out with the family or haven't gone on a date or haven't done anything like that and uh and so it's it's easy to get wrapped up in it because I, I, for a lot of us I, I speak i say a lot of us i know for me like just the feel of of just being being out and playing music is just there's just something about that you you know you can't capture anywhere else and you to get that feeling you you got a book and you got to keep doing it and and another i make a joke but it's a lot of truth to it i always tell uh, my family I'm like i gotta book as much as I can while people want to listen because eventually <laughs> there's probably gonna come a day where people just lose interest and i mean that you see that happen all the time with different artists and bands and and i've been fortunate to to be able to play as much as i have and as long as i have and not get burnt out on it but i figure there's a day that'll come where people will stop coming and wanting to hear buster blitz so banned and that's i think that's just life cycle of a musician
0: I guess right I think you said it, man like uh you know there's so many new artists popping up every day and if you don't keep the the continuous content out there yeah people will lose interest but like you said uh you can't let it you know consume you you can't let right. can't let that uh your uh you know it's a it's a job, it's a career, but it it's also you know something you're passionate about but you can't let it consume your whole life you still got you know your family and everything and your uh, social life you have to tend to another can you know you be healthy
2: yeah yeah that that's that's a really good point be healthy i mean yeah i mean you 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 always always make we we used to always joke about uh there used to be a show on VH1 called VH1 Behind the Music and uh, it would show these bands, usually the 80s and 90s, and they had all this fame and whatever and then they all turn to, they get unhealthy and they turn to drugs and all this. And uh, and it's funny because, it's not funny. I mean, it's not funny at all. That, that I mean, that stuff happens every single day. And I think you definitely got to keep your head on straight and, uh, and definitely be able to uh, plan your time accordingly to where you don't get sucked in that that pigeonhole of, of having to deal with that kind of, um, of those
0: kind of issues, you know? Yeah. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process? And uh, is there, <laughs> like, a, a certain you know a song that you like to start off on i know you're the big george Strait fan do you like to start off slow song fast song whenever you're, you're uh, getting down to writing a song
2: uh actually when it comes to writing i it's usually okay my, the the first the album we put out i have a, a the buddy that taught me to play guitar his name's justin mays and he wrote the majority of those songs. Um, but the process was he would kind of write them, kind of how he heard them, and then he would send them to me, and then I would go in and just kind of make them fit my style, fit me a little more. And, uh, and he was really good with a melody. Like he, he, he wrote real catchy songs. I always say that, that that CD has a lot of good songs on it. I just don't feel like we recorded it well is our first time to record anything, so uh, I feel like if you heard us play those songs now, you would be like, well, "That doesn't sound like the same song." Was well, because they've really matured over however nine years or whatever it's been. But uh, he would send me the songs. I would go through and kind of what well, he calls it. He would busterize them, and I would just kind of put my touch, taste, whatever you want to call it, on them and then I would kind of rework the phrasing to fit my style, and, uh, and that seemed to work really well for us, and we still do that on occasion, we haven't got to do it much here lately, but he still will send me occasional song, and my, he'll, he'll tell you, he's real wordy, he'll put a thousand words into a song, and I'm like, I only need about a hundred of those to, (laughs) to get my point across, so, (laughs) I'll change phrasing and whatever, and a lot of the songs, if you would have heard the way he sent them to me and then listen to them after we finished with them, some of them don't even sound like the same song, which is cool because you get two different perspectives on it. And, uh, but during the quarantine, I've been able to, uh, kind of sit down and write by myself and I, I guess I kind of just get a phrase or something will pop into my head maybe. And, uh. And then I, once that phrase pops into my head, I'll kind of have like a melody I want to hear, and then I'll have to go through the guitar and figure out how to make how to make that sound that I have in my head fit these words. And then once I kind of have that, that's usually how I try to start writing the rest of the song. And sometimes I'll get a lot of lyrics out and still trying to fit them, trying to fit those lyrics to fit this melody that I have, like this progression that I, that I'm really liking to fit with this song, but like the phrasing's here or there, so you gotta go through and change up this or that to get it to fit, so it's not, I don't really have like one way, that's just, here lately, that's kind of how it's been, I'll have some stuff in my phone or something that I've, that I've jotted down or, or that I heard, and, uh, and I'm like, well, that, that sounds like it should sound like this, and then I'll, I'll have to go through and adjust lines and phrases just to make it fit the, the melody that i'm listening to or that i hear in my head so
0: i got you like so
2: it's kind of an all around the all around the block way of you know, i tend to write songs i'm not a great songwriter by any means
0: but <laughs> not, It's
2: fun when you can kind of put it out there but it, it, it's it's uh, i find that it's even more fun to collaborate with people because you kind of get a little bit of Two different sides of things, and it's kind of fun to make those fit
0: together. Right, you get two different perspectives that fit exactly. together and in, into a uh, you know a story. Now that's funny uh, how you said he uh, busterizes it for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, he always <laughs> laughed, and and a, and a lot of a lot of people that write songs are like really against you changing anything. You know, that's they feel like that's their. Masterpiece. They don't want anybody to mess with it. And I, I just got lucky that he and I have been friends since like the second grade, and uh, he trusted me to take it and and do what I wanted with it. So I, I was definitely uh, fortunate that he that he let me do that on a lot of those.
0: So, what would you say uh, your favorite song to perform live would be?
2: Oh, you know song to play would probably be the chair just because the uh the intro to that song that still get i don't have a still guitar in my band i have a four-piece band but the that intro that, that that sound as soon as that hits like everybody knows what it is and it's a dance floor filler um every band has a, a set song that they go to if the crowd's just kind of not connecting with you. And uh, that's that's one that I'm like, these people are not dancing, they're not into this. <laughs> and you kick that song off, and uh, and it's like that's just a magnet to the floor. That's Everybody will dance to the chair, it seems. And then, as far as original tunes go, I wrote a song called uh, Need Me Some You, it's not recorded, but uh, we really worked that up, and that's probably between that and a song that's on the CD called uh, "Calling a Bottle." That's those two are my probably my favorite original songs that we
0: do. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, next time I I see you perform live or something, I'm have to request that. Need me some You song? Yeah, it's it's
2: it's it's a good one. that's, that's probably the first song that I wrote on my own with <clears throat> without any outside
0: outside help. All
2: right. So I'm pretty proud of it.
0: So uh, what advice would you give to an up-and-coming independent Texas country artist? Oh, man.
2: I don't know, because I still feel like I'm looking for advice all the time on what I should be doing. But uh, I would have to say, uh, as cliche as it sounds, and you'll know, hear everybody say this, no matter what it is, but just don't, don't give. Up. Don't don't get down on yourself. Don't, don't let outside influences talk you out of doing what you want to do. I mean, there's been plenty of times that I've <clears throat> that uh, I've heard people tell me, like I told you earlier, I, I catch flack because of the George Strait songs I play, but that's what I like doing, and that's the style of music I like. And even when I write, I still have some of those similar melodies in my head. And if I would have just stopped when somebody said, oh, you're just trying to be like so-and-so, well, then I, I wouldn't have... I, I wouldn't still be doing... I wouldn't be talking to you on the phone right now, you know? Right. And uh, I think that a lot of new artists... Um, I think they're real sensitive to criticism. That, And, I, and that's a good and bad. I mean, constructive criticism is one thing, but there's plenty of people out there who will just try to run you down and deter you from doing what you want to do and and I don't feel like that's what this whole industry is about I feel I feel that everybody has something to give and and uh, and it's not necessarily a contest of who's going to get the more who's going to get more downloads here who's going to get more airtime here I mean I think everybody, if, if they just stick to their guns and do what they like doing, that there's room for everybody to, to share what they're doing and, and get a little piece of the pie, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, uh, but just, just keep plugging away and don't, don't, don't let the, don't let the negative overtake the positive, you know?
0: Right. No, that's some great advice, man. And, uh, no. With us up here in Amarillo, you know, we got Amarillo by morning by George Strait, you know, so oh, yeah. if if you don't run into at least 10 people whenever you come to Amarillo, there are George Strait fans, then uh, you're in the wrong crowd. <laughs> uh, exactly. But, you know, to those, those naysayers and people giving you slack about George Strait and everything, you know, you wouldn't be as popular as you are now at your concerts if people didn't like you. So we sure do appreciate you going out and uh, hearing your tunes, buddy. Well, man, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If y'all'd like to know more about Buster Bledsoe, including music, merch, and how to contact him, go to busterbledsoeband.com or search Buster Bledsoe Band on all social media platforms. And as always, for all of your Texas country music, merch, events, and podcasts, go to RedDirtMerch.com.